0: If you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Now here is your host, Mark, with a story of faith.
1: Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. And with me today is Erica Card. Hello. Hi, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show.
1: Oh, thank you for coming on. Um, you you saw one of the things that I posted online. Is that correct? You reached out to me um, uh, about it. Had had you ever had seen anything or heard anything about the podcast before?
2: I had not. That was the very first time. But you had me at testimony. <laughs> testimony, because yeah. those are so impactful. So. Uh,
1: yeah, you know, um, you know, in the Bible it says, you know by the word of our testimony, they will know who we are. Um, and uh, it, we, don't, we don't have opportunities to share testimonies a lot. So uh, that's where this kind of uh, podcast was was spawned out of. Um, uh, so yeah, that's kind of where we, we talk about here. We kind of share testimonies so that, so that people can know and, and get to know what um, God is doing around the world here. Um, so Erica, I asked you, what what has God done amazing in your life?
2: Well, my journey with God kind of started about four years ago and, uh, I was, uh, really at the bottom of the barrel. I was struggling, um, with many things, anxiety, depression, um, kind of a long laundry list, you name it of things I was struggling with. And I actually was going to, um, end my life. I was that far down at the bottom of the barrel and Mm. I went to a therapist appointment, um, really just for my parents to know I was making one last ditch effort and it's crazy how God works because that is exactly where he met me when the uh, therapist said, I think you should try out this program called celebrate recovery. Mm -hmm. And so I looked it up, found out what church it was at. And, um, I had so much anxiety. I could, I could only go to the grocery store once every about three months. So um, it's an absolute miracle what God did to not only get me to celebrate recovery the following Tuesday, um, but to really save my life. That is mm-hmm. exactly where where he saved me. And even to pull me into my church, um, Lakeland Community Church, on that weekend. I do not know how I got from my house to the doors of Lakeland, um, but when I walked into that church, I just felt like I walked into the arms of Jesus and really felt like I was I was home. And since then it's been really just amazing the things that he's done in my in my life. You know, I've gone on a mission trip to Guatemala and I'm gonna be going back to Guatemala and now leading the mission trip. Um I've served in my church. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just been a, a multitude of things and now now um, is your
1: church large? Is that some place you would normally have had anxiety for?
2: Yeah, I would have never been able to go to Guatemala or I mean, like I said, I couldn't even go to the grocery store Mm -hmm. in my own, you know, my own town yet. God just completely moved that barrier in that mountain to let me be able to get on that plane and, and, you know, and, and serve him in a, in a completely other, another country.
1: Mm -hmm. Now is, is this something that had been, you know, a lifelong thing Did it, did it, you know, more as you were, were growing up or.
2: But I think as I was growing up, you know i had no relationship with the lord at all i was in a church just you know to make my parents happy really and um uh but the seed was planted there and i'm fully aware of that and i'm fully aware in all those dark times that the lord was completely there there with me and and i can see that now whereas before i had you know no hope at all mm-hmm. and, and he just painted that but yeah i mean i never i mean i said I'd like to go to Africa on a safari, you know, <laughs> but never anything for the mission field or serving him whatsoever. And now I really feel like the calling on my life is to be able to go to other nations and, and even here to go on mission at home mm-hmm. and, and really just to serve serve him with whatever it is that he wants me to be able to do.
1: Now, what made what made Celebrate Recovery so impactful for you?
2: I think the fact that it really let me dig into my hurts, hang-ups, and habits in a safe place, and most importantly, that the entire program is God-centered. Mm. So, you know, it, it got me into a daily life with, you know, reading the Bible. It got me into to understand the importance of serving and what that means. It allowed me to be able to share my testimony and just really unpack all the baggage that I had had. Um, you know, before I had come into that program and before I had, you know, met the Lord. I was also baptized, you know, as an adult and made that commitment to follow Jesus, you know, throughout. So it's been a whole series of things that he's just remained faithful. And I never thought I was ever worthy of any of those things, you know, prior to four years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I've 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 done you know, I've had a lot of people on here that have have talked about celebrate recovery and um, you know look forward to doing doing more ministry with them. You know, uh, you're coming from a background with with people in the family that that had struggled and, and watched um, what Christ had did in their lives with that. I I am, you know my heart uh, is, is with the ministry of, of people in recovery and 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 because it's it's so hard to. To get out of Um, and and the thing that I love about Celebrate Recovery is it's it's not just you know drugs and alcohol Uh, it reaches out to to people with um, a lot of things that that separate us from everyone around us.
2: Absolutely, I didn't go in at all. I didn't have any issues with you know drugs or alcohol. In fact, I was diagnosed you know in probably late college, you know, early in my teaching career with borderline personality disorder. And, you know, the doctors had told me there's no cure for this. There's no cure. There's no cure. That's all I heard, which, you know, put me in a place where what am I going to do? How am I going to deal with this? And, you know, the Lord completely cured me. I wouldn't say that I suffer with any of those things, you know, associated with borderline personality disorder. So that's, you know, just one of the many miracles that he has completely performed in my in my life
1: Mm -hmm. and and you said you're you now want to go you know out and and do do more is there anything that you're you're looking forward to coming up here you said you're leading a group and and um you know what is god doing there um where you're going as well as with the people that you're going with
2: so I just recently was asked to lead the trip that our the mission trip that's going back to Ogar de Vida in Guatemala which is a an orphanage um for children
0: mm-hmm.
2: and just I'm lo- really looking forward to the way that the Lord is going to grow me on that trip the way he's going to push, you know, my leadership boundaries and and be able to just um, you know, share that team building and just bringing the Lord the people like I I remember the last time I went to Guatemala there was a cross on a a mountain if you will there Mm
1: -hmm. and we had
2: hiked we had hiked up to it and I was standing on the mountain second mountain couldn't really go any further and our group kind of went most of our group went off ahead and the Lord said to me on that mountain you know turn around and look back and I did and he said that's where we've come from and then he said turn around and I looked the other way where there was about three more mountains in this chain and he said that's where we're going Mm -hmm. and that was just so impactful to me and I hope that on this trip there's you know he's going to impact everybody individually but just the way that the mission trip changes their lives I'm just really looking forward to looking to watching that in others and being able to witness to that as well as us being able to help you know, serve him by serving the, the people that are in Guatemala.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you have anything that you would, you know, say to somebody that feels that they're in, in that situation? You know, we, we have, we have a lot of people that listen to this podcast and, and um, you know, honestly, I, I get, I get questions all the time from, from, from people of why do, why does everybody have hope? <laughs> I mean, that, that's, one of the the key questions that I get um, from non Christians uh, when they discover the podcast or listen to an episode or, or are told to listen to an episode, I, I get people to say, um, you know, wh- why does this person why did do, why does this person have hope? Because they don't they don't understand Christ. What would what would you say to somebody in that situation?
2: Well, I would say, don't give up before the miracle happens, because. The Lord never told us that it was going to be easy, but he has told us that it's going to be worth it. And I'm a living testimony to, I was in complete darkness and all it took was a little teeny tiny slice of light to give me hope. And he has transformed my life beyond belief. So if he does that for me, he can do that for anybody else. And he does do that. And, and your, you know, your podcast is evidence of testimony after testimony after testimony of the way God has worked in, in everybody's life.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate you sharing. I I thank you for that. It is, um, you know, as somebody that yeah, you know if, uh, I, I come across many pastors that always say they're, they're very introverted and i i feel that i am a very introverted person uh, except for when 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 i seem to be doing what god asked me to i i, I get a a what i consider a second wind <laughs> or, or a second mm-hmm. person um you know that has, has struggled with these type of things h- himself you know and um i appreciate the to hear that somebody else has you know had had what seems to be a, a a radical change um you know as um and and just to hear and to know that, that that's happening is is still just just amazing and it, it blows my mind to know that we serve a uh, a god that's great and, and cares about each and every one of us
2: amen yes i agree
1: So here at Amazed by God, we'd like to just kind of end by getting to know you a little bit better. Is there any Bible story, character, verse um, uh, that has has touched you over the the years um, and why? Absolutely. The
2: very first verse that really was put on my heart from the Lord and really has become my life verse, and every time I've turned to it, even, you know, even though he's changed my life, it's not as if I don't still struggle now because there's times where, you know, you go through those struggles as we're all going to, but that's been Jeremiah 29 11. So for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future. And those, you know, those plans every single time he has been faithful in those. And if it's my plan, It doesn't always work out, but when it's been his plan every single time, it has worked out in his timing. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Jeremiah is a fascinating book because, um, you know, he 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 hires this guy to write basically all of his sermons down, Um, (laughs) and it's 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 pre, um, you know, exile and and post exile, and um, you know, you get to see. See that the the nation of Israel doesn't follow his plan, um, and um, you know that because they didn't, and he still had a plan for them. You know of you know being being taken captivity, um, and that's seventy seven or seventy years later that they would come out of that, um, and then you see Jeremiah. You know after that, you know I think it's starting in verse th- uh, chapter thirty four. He starts then talking about what's going to happen, what God's going to do. Um, to the people that brought them in the captivity and then later on in Daniel we see that that you know they're going to come out of it and everything comes out of it. it it's it's that whole that whole narrative of scripture from the start to the end you know is is just an amazing thing and and he is one of the 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 big turning points um you know uh in the bible of where that story takes a it takes a big turn and um but that God is always going to be there. God is always going to, to take care of it, even when we feel like everything's falling apart. Um, he's still,
2: yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: so, is there any song that you uh, has touched you, um, you know, and uh, that our, our listeners can go listen to, and um, you know, and uh, you know, because music moves us in in a in a different way sometimes than than words do.
2: I actually have two songs. One is from the very beginning of my recovery and has stood strong. And that's been Broken Things by Matthew West. Mm -hmm. And it it was just a realization very early on, I was driving home um, from a ministry training, you know, after I'd kind of gone through Celebrate Recovery for the first time and was kind of learning how to pray and all those kind of things. And Um, I had heard it before and it stood with me then it continues to stand with me now um, that he could use I was a broken thing a completely shattered mess and he absolutely uses broken things Mm -hmm. Uh, so that has been a huge one in my life and then just recently I was telling you about my trip to Guatemala and I'm a teacher And it's very difficult to be able to leave during the school year, especially, you know, seven to ten days to be able to go to Guatemala. And, you know, you have the separation of church and state. And I understand all those things. And Mm -hmm. I had asked to go to Costa Rica when I thought the Lord was calling me there on a mission trip. And, you know, my school district said, no, we can't have you go during the school year. The students are going to miss you. You can, you know, and we need you there for instruction. You can go June, July and August. Well, the Lord had completely different plans because, um, and this goes to like always ask when you're asking with the Lord calling you because Mm -hmm. you never know. So they actually, I went into my superintendent's office just a couple weeks ago and said, you know, can I go to Guatemala? This is what I'm feeling. I feel I'm really being called to the mission field eventually. And just, you know, really gave God's words to my superintendent essentially. And he actually got, it it was the first time ever that I felt like he took the mountain and completely moved it. And I'm, you know, I'm able to go and now pouring into that. And that song was Waymaker and just the way that he makes a way when it's his will for us, you know, something for us to be able to do. And so that's been one that just recently has really, you know, played a large part on my heart and this next calling in my life. All
1: right. Yes. Uh, so what was the first one again, just so we have it one more time?
2: Broken Things by Matthew West.
1: All right. Well, there, there you go. Well, Erica, I, I appreciate you, you coming on to share um, share your, your story uh, and what God has done in your life. Um, and uh, I, I really, I can't say it enough. I, I really appreciate uh, when anybody gives their testimony, but to hear, you know, uh, of such a radical change is such such an amazing thing.
2: Absolutely. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to just share what God's done in my life.
1: Yes. So for uh, Maze by God, brought to you by Through God's Library, this is your host, Mark Stitchin, and we will see you next Monday.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.